G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, last weekend, New South Wales voters went to the polls and decided to keep the Liberal and National Coalition government in power. In fact, some seats are still being finalised and the Upper House counting is still continuing in some seats. Some serious reflection, though, on the outcome of the New South Wales election from pro-life groups. Cherish Life in Queensland has expressed relief with the results, saying openly that Labor being kept out of government is a win for life. Well, let's dig a little deeper in the sentiments that mark pro-life organisations. Tishan Johnson is Executive Director of Cherish Life in Queensland. Tishan's joining us. Hello, Tishan. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, Tishan, you're in Queensland and reflecting on the New South Wales results, in some sense you think that maybe New South Wales residents have dodged a bullet because of the way that the abortion is now off the agenda because Labor's not in power. Absolutely. They had extreme abortion agenda, just like they've done in Victoria, Queensland, the ACT, and pretty much every state and territory around Australia, except New South Wales. So it was a real blessing for the unborn residents of New South Wales and also women that um, Labor didn't get in because they did have extreme abortion plans. Now, a lot of people like to stay, in some sense, non-partisan when it comes to issues and parties that are vying for power. But you're saying very openly that, tragically, Labor has become the abortion party. And uh, I know that's that does, for a lot, seem quite obvious. But uh, reflect on that for a few moments for us. That's absolutely right. Many years ago, it, was, it had quite a noble origin. It was for the working class, for families, uh, for the worker to make sure they were properly paid. And I think most people would agree that was a very noble origin. But ever since the presence of Emily's listers, it become very abortion-minded to the point of being abortion-ambitious, if I can use that term, so much so that um, the abortion lobby operating via the Labor Party has managed to legalise abortion to birth in three states and territories of, of Australia. And many other states and territories have extreme laws. So it's a very far departure from what it once was. But tragically, Labor has become the abortion party. Well, interesting using that sort of terminology, abortion ambitious, abortion obsessive, those mm-hmm. sorts of things for people who have fallen in love with beautiful babies being born, uh, those things are a real challenge to us. Uh, we, how do you think we got to this point where you've got a party that is so abortion ambitious or abortion obsessed? I think a few things have happened, Neil. So we've seen the emergence of the Greens Party. So they sound wonderful, like save the planet, let's save trees, but they're Social policies when it comes to abortion, euthanasia, families, is actually very contrary to the Bible. I know Vision's a wonderful Christian network. Um, So they agree with abortion up until birth. They agree with euthanasia pretty much for any reason, so assisted killing, end-of-life issues. Um, Their family values are definitely not the family values in the Bible. I'd say they're actually, in my view, anti-that 
anti-family. So what's happened over the years is there's been the emergence of Greens and they've taken, taken some typically Labor seats. So then some people in the green, in Labor have tried to become like the Green Swinton seats back. But then also we've had Emily's List. I know I spoke about this in another um, segment with you, Neil, that Emily's List has risen up and they're basically um, very... Uh, I would say aggressive uh, feminists who agree that abortion should be legal up until birth. And so Emily's List is a very well organised, very well funded, um, I'd say, entity for women who are pro, they call themselves pro-choice, but they're actually pro-abortion women on the left side of politics. And then they're funneled into politics. Their campaigns are paid for entirely or in part, their political campaigns. And they're in very senior positions right around Australia, both federally and also in all the states and territories. All of them are in the Labor Party. And the reciprocal uh, in the USA is the Democrats. So Emily's List and the Democrats, all of their women are in um, the Democratic Party and over here they're in the Labor Party. And that's had a horrible, horrible effect on Labor. And, um, yeah, it's almost getting to the point, I personally believe, where Christians, literally, if they understand that what Labor is doing, abortion-wise, cannot vote for Labor. It's completely contrary to what the Bible says about life. Um, so I think it's the presence of Emily's List and also the sway of the, the Greens. And I think that's also perpetuated by Neil. What's happening is it's going so extreme and so, I would say, anti-God that you then get Christians resigning from the Labor Party as rank-and-file members. And then because there's no Christians, it gets worse and worse and worse. There's also uh, Labor's very much run by the unions. So if you have unions that are anti-God or kind of, yeah, have this very, uh, I would say, mar- almost a Marxist philosophy that leaves God out of the question, it, things are going to keep going that way. So uh, I guess that's kind of a, uh, it's a very, I think, long, complicated problem, but that's it in a nutshell. Um, but it, the end result is Labor, even federally now, has made abortion a federal election issue. First time ever, it's always, abortion is always administered at the state and territory level, but this time Labor came out on the 6th of March and said um, they think abortion should be 100% free in Australia, provided at taxpayer-funded hospitals. Um, it should be completely accessible across Australia. They will put pressure on any states and territories that don't have very, you know, open abortion laws to change it. And if they don't, if the states and territories don't allocate more money to abortion, they could withhold up to billions of dollars worth of reciprocal health funding. Tishan, if it wasn't a vote winner, the Labor Party wouldn't have it as part of their platform. So clearly there's Mm -hmm. an issue in the broader community too. And word has to get out there about a pro-life message and what's so bad about abortion. I know that you guys have done some fabulous research and primarily in Queensland, but found that the majority of people are in fact against abortion. Uh, these ideas of full-term abortion, but somehow or other it's not connecting with the political parties. What have we got to do to actually get the word out there so that there's a groundswell against this idea of abortion? Yeah, very, very good questions. Well, firstly, um, I think, once again, it's Emily's list. Their, Their goal is abortion without restraint. So that means abortion up until birth. So they have uh, an idea of abortion that is against community standards. As you said, we've done a lot of polling. Only 6% of Queenslanders, and I dare say Australians, because it was a representative sample. Uh, so 
probably around Australia, but definitely in Queensland, only 6% of people agree with abortion up until birth. And 60% of Queenslanders disagree with abortion past 13 weeks gestation. It would be safe to say that's roughly the same as community standards right across Australia. So what they do, the abortion lobby, these political parties that promote abortion as, you know, the, the amazing thing, I mean, it's totally disgusting. Like it, it ruins women's lives and it takes a life. It's, it's heartbreaking, but they promote it as a woman's right. And also they use terms like, oh, a woman shouldn't be made to feel like a criminal in the case of when they're trying to decriminalise legislation. But here in Queensland, they use that rhetoric a lot, but the old laws, uh, there was provision for abortion, even though it sat under the criminal code. So it's that very emotive language that gets people going. They're like, oh, women shouldn't be made to feel like a criminal. And they do polling. They're like, no, they shouldn't. But that wasn't the case. So there's a lot of deception and lies uh, peddled by the abortion lobby. There's money in it for them. Um, and I think people just need to let people know Labor's policy ahead of the federal election that a vote for Labor means a vote for more late-term abortion, more abortion and also late-term abortion that we're paying for right across Australia. Well, an election is on the way, a federal election. So when there's someone knocking on your door and it happens to be a Labor Party candidate and it's a woman, uh, how sure are you that that person is in fact an Emily's Lister, someone who has been paid money to support their campaign so that they'll support abortion? Uh, so, and what should you say when there's a Labor Party person knocking on your door and knowing that they've been paid to support abortion? So, Emily's list, um, there's actually a list of them. We put it up on our website. They ripped it down from their website. We managed to get a copy of it. So, all the Emily's list uh, MPs and candidates are up on our website. Not every Labor woman is an Emily's lister. For example, in Queensland here, we have eight of them. Um, around Australia, there's about 100 of them. So some of them definitely do receive campaign funding or 100% or partial campaign funding. So I would say to them, what are your thoughts on abortion? I, you know, if you don't agree with it, I don't agree with it. Why do we need extreme abortion laws? There's already 80,000 babies deceased. Did you know this? Did you know women get harmed? Like, actually try to educate them because maybe they haven't heard the truth. You know, the truth sets people free. So I would open that dialogue um, if you want, or you could merely say, look, I won't be, if this is the case, I won't be supporting you. Um, you have extreme abortion, uh, you know, policy. Uh, you'll be forcing public hospitals to perform abortions. Um, so these these are questions you could ask, or you could just simply say, I'm, I'm very disappointed at what Labor's become. But um, there'd be a good chance they probably are an Emily's Lister. There's one in Queensland, for example, there's one very good Labor MP who's a woman. And she crossed the floor, so she voted against the Labor bill. But that's the only whole in the whole of um, Labor who voted against the bill. She's a wonderful woman. She's definitely not an Emily's lister. So you do get the occasional Labor person who was, you know, like Labor 40 or 50 years ago, quite a wonderful party. Um, so I'd be asking questions and also just let them know, say, this is not okay. They need to know because I think sometimes they listen to Green philosophy and Emily's list saying this is what women want. But when they hear someone saying this is actually not what we want or this is hurting people, do you, do you know my sister or my friend or this happened and they had an abortion and they're still not getting over it 10 years ago. When they hear that, that can help to really challenge them if they're thinking wrong. Because, I mean, my heart for them is they see the, the truth, you know. Tisha, sometimes we might feel fearful of speaking up or we don't want to rock the boat, but each one of those little babies is a real person with a real life. Uh, that's why we need to rock the boat a little here. Uh, what's your encouragement to people to get a little bit more courageous and to speak up on these issues of being pro-life and defending the unborn? Absolutely, Neil. Really good question. I mean, 
pick your times. There's some people who, who want to argue um, and just probably not worth getting into a dialogue over if they're like, they're going to live in violent now and they're angry. But if people are open to it, we're told to speak the truth and love. And I think just actually um, as humbly as possible, just saying, look, these are the facts and this is what I think. And, you know, most people know someone who's had an abortion. Most people have horrible stories, know of horrible stories of a friend or family member or loved one because it's just so prevalent, unfortunately. Even if you don't, um, just maybe say, look, I just, I can't believe it. You know, this is a child we're talking about. And, you know, this is a life. This is a dream. You know, people are queuing up to have children and they're just being aborted, you know, tens of thousands every year. What is happening? So just those type of questions. And, and you can just say, look, I don't agree with it. I I can't believe this is happening. Um, and I think honest, uh, loving dialogue, even if you have a different point of view, can really open some minds. But some minds are definitely closed. I meet people and they just want to argue. I'm like, look, I respect you have a different opinion. I'm terribly sorry, but I'm just really not going to argue this because why would I bother? You know, and why, I don't say that to them, but why would I waste my time to get berated by someone who hates me and hates life? You know, <laughs> there's no point. Yeah. So definitely pick your times and definitely pray for our enemies. It's, you know, I pray for them. I pray that, um, you know, they see truth and come to know Jesus. Mm. There are challenging times ahead and a federal election is on its way and you can't avoid the fact here that the Labor Party has chosen to make a part of its platform uh, that it wants to fund public hospital abortions uh, in all states and territory. It used to be just a state issue and Labor has even made it a federal issue for the upcoming election. Let me point people to cherishlife.org.au. That's the website for the pro-life organisation Cherish Life. And as Tishan mentioned, there's a list there of women in the Labor side of politics who have taken money to promote abortion. Tishan Johnson, cherishlife.org.au, thank you so much for taking some time to share these things with us today on 2020. Neil, it's always a pleasure. God bless you. You do great work. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.